Really? Did she do anything out of scene? I think her biggest deal was she starred in a pilot. Pilot? What's a pilot? Well, you know the show's on TV? I don't watch TV. Yeah, but you are aware that there's an invention called television, and on this invention they show shows, right? Yeah. Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Become nothing. This definitely isn't a TV show, but you get the point. Hello and welcome to Jake's World. I'm your host, Jake Sawinski, and clearly, this is a podcast about my world. You might be asking yourself, Jake, what's up, man? Why are you really doing this? Like, you realize you're wasting your time, right? Well, maybe I'm wasting my time, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm really bored. Maybe I've always wanted to do this. I don't really know. I figured I might take a stab at it. Does it really matter if no one listens to it? No. I mean, the worst case, no one listens to it besides me. It just gives me something to do, something to mess around with, something to have fun with, I guess. I don't know. I got interested in podcasts a couple of years ago. I downloaded a, a big Barstool Network fan but big stoolie. I listen to a couple regularly, and it's I always have opinions on things and talking points, and I have a general curiosity for everything. It could be the most obscure thing ever, and if it's intriguing to me, I'll have a genuine interest and an opinion on it, just like all you do, except I have a way of talking about it, conveying it. And... I figured, why not try to do it myself? I mean, like I said, it could be even be therapeutic. Quarantine going on, it's easy to just talk. And that's what I try to do. If you laugh along the way, that would be awesome. And if you don't, well, that's okay too. Hopefully, hopefully you'll just learn something. So, Earlier in the show, I said this podcast was going to be about well anything I wanted it to be and that is definitely going to be the case I am interested in a lot of things but there are a few things that take precedent over everything else I played college baseball Edgewood College I mean that's not saying much I was pretty bad half the time I was there but I was on the team and I did get to play the last two years I was there so sports are a big part of my life um, I love film and TV. Like That's what I spend a lot of my time anyways. I don't have to be quarantined up. I watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of TV shows, and I enjoy them very much. And among my friends, I'm known as the film guy, the movie guy. So um, I went to school for finance and history. So both of those topics are, you know, they're high on my priority list. I talk about them a lot. And, of course, there's, like, social media. And that's an awesome way to see all kinds of trending things in the news and politics, pop culture, whatever. I have a platform that I can talk now. And I'm doing this myself. And, like I said, it, it could go anywhere. It can go in a lot of different directions. And I'm not afraid to say what I feel. 
And that can be very powerful, no matter how controversial it can be. When it comes to the TV and movie aspect, I've got a lot of content in the pipeline. Be working on that over the next week. And hopefully we can get that out to you soon. One thing I find really important, too, about the whole podcasting thing is the really good podcasts have storytelling woven into them. And it's kind of like that with history, too. Like, It's one thing to get up on a platform or on a stage and talk and just kind of regurgitate facts and, you know, be bland and simple about it and just go through the motions, but... Being a genuinely good storyteller is so powerful because you have the ability to capture an audience right there. And whether it doesn't matter if they're, you know, laughing or happy, sad, it doesn't matter. Just getting their attention in a story and taking them through the details and the twists and the turns is so important and so effective at keeping their attention. And if I could utilize that, that would be huge 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 I also want this to be a place that is interactive I want feedback I want criticism I want ideas segment ideas or topics I want things to talk about and I encourage you or anyone else you know to reach out and give me that feedback let me know how I'm doing what I need to fix what I should talk about what I could do better, what I need to hold back on. Anything, any feedback is something that I'm definitely looking for. This one should be pretty short. I'm not going to ramble on about the current state of affairs right now. But of course, it's going to be a little bit about the COVID-19 pandemic we have going on right now. I have so many mixed feelings about this whole subject. Like, I don't even know where to begin. First of all, stay at home. Quit going places you don't need to go to because this sucks for everybody. Just make it easier down the line for everyone else to go back and be normal things and, you know, be back to their boring selves just drinking beer and getting drunk and smoking weed and doing the same things they are already doing now. Just they have to do that now. Just let them let us have, let everyone go back to their normal lives. So just please fucking stay at home. Please stay at home. I promise this whole segment won't be negative. I promise, I promise. But next, quit money shaming people. Like Last week on Twitter, um, somebody got dragged on. Oh, it was Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook CEO founder, worth $50 billion, is getting slammed for donating $25 million. And I'm a guy on Twitter who just attracted to the comment section. It's a horrible thing to do. If you don't if you do not do that, don't start. It sucks. It's, it's a cesspool in there. But... I'm going through the comment section, and I see, oh, that's only .00045% of his wealth, or whatever the number is. It's like, really? The guy gave $25 million to help fight this pandemic, whether it's for masks or whatever. I'm not quite sure. I don't quite remember what I saw. But, like, who are you (laughs) to tell somebody else what to do with their money? It's like, you don't mess with a man's job, and you don't mess with a man's money. You have no 
no say into that. Like, I don't know why it's even brought up. Like, here, Twitter, spend this guy's money, even though he made that for himself. And how it started, I don't know. I didn't look into that, and I don't really care. It's not my problem. I don't have $25 million to give. I'm not going to tell somebody else to do that. I mean, it's a great gesture for him to do so. And I see why people are upset because, like, so many people at the top have all this money. And, like, they could really make a contribution right now. But they don't have to. It's unfortunate they don't have to in some people's eyes because it's, like, that's the right thing to do. And, yeah, it is. It's It's a great gesture. It might be the right thing to do, but you don't have the right to shame him to do that. I don't see you giving $25 million. And I, oh, and I love the ones that are like, oh, that's the equivalent of me giving like 10 cents. It's like, well, yeah, it is based on a proportion, but are you giving 10 cents? I don't think so. Yeah, you can't. Got to play one side of the fence. I don't know. Something that does make me smile, though, is like seeing the good contributions from a lot of different people in society right now, though. Like business executives at the top, like I think Cisco's CEO donated $225 million of the company's money to make masks or ventilators. Or, I'm not quite sure. I don't quite remember. But the nurses and doctors and healthcare workers and practitioners and whatever other healthcare word you can have. They're exposing themselves to something really dangerous, and they're doing it because they have to, and they're doing it the best they can. Do they let you know every chance they can? Oh, I'm a healthcare worker. Yes, of course. They did that before this happened, and they're going to do that after this is done. But it's great to see they're doing something that I couldn't do. There's no way I would be able to deal with people enough, yet alone expose myself to people in a deadly fashion. So... Thank you from me and everyone else. And everyone's kind of just aware now. There, That's something that I like to see is people are, some people anyways, are more aware of their actions and how they affect people. Like even going to the grocery store. Like I went to the grocery store last week and was getting coffee. And on the top shelf to the right in that aisle, they have the ground coffee and the bulk or the whole bean and I get whole bean I grind mine because I'm not a peasant um, I'm not a peasant but I'm not tall either so like I can't it's on the top shelf and you can't read it at the top I get the Starbucks ones just because they're easy enough and they taste all right they're on the top and you can't read the label where it says whole bean or ground so you like have to pick it up and then I do that like two or three times. I'm like, wait a minute. I wonder how many other people touch this. How many people are going to touch this bag after me if I don't want it? This whole problem has brought about awareness in that sense. And that's really good. I mean, you're thinking it's almost like a carbon footprint. That's another topic, by the way. It's almost like that. It's like you realize what you're spreading and on your hands. Like, where have your hands been? When's the last time I washed my hands? Where, where else have I, like what else have I done? Who else touched that? What did they do? 
like you see the whole web effect and it's like oh it's really gross same thing with money too like cash is dirty like i'm surprised businesses are still taking cash if they're not like i mean it's money it's their bottom line but it's like wash your hands man <laughs> money's gross <laughs> you don't know where that's been especially those one dollar bills oh man that was a bad joke the other thing that i see is like the environment kind of catching up with all the human activity postponed for the most part temporarily now like a couple weeks back there's a picture in venice like all the canal waters the gondolas go on for the tourist stuff the, the water was coming back to normal and i don't know if that was photoshopped or not because it was extremely blue but like the principle applies like people aren't contaminating the earth they're not littering their cars aren't driving down the street cigarette butts aren't going in the street or in the water or wherever it doesn't matter but our this is the cleanest air you're going to breathe for probably your lifetime just think about that the hustle and bustle is paused for now and the earth can catch up now, like, I see some people are like, oh, this is the earth saying that we need to slow down. We need to, you know, change our ways. And, well, I'm not saying that this happened for a reason. I'm not saying we're all going through this together because the earth said that we need to change our habits. I'm not that spiritual. It's kind of, mm, it's a little weird to me. But I do believe that the universe prevent, presented us with something. And that is a potential lesson that we should take from that. Like, hey, this is our home. It won't be our home as we know it if we continue to damage it. You can have your own belief on that. That's mine. You do you, I guess. This is perhaps the biggest talking point I have with this entire coronavirus thing, and it's the news. And it's hard to not get caught up in what they're saying because what else is there to really do i mean you could get off your phone and not do stupid instagram challenges like bro i don't care how many fucking push-ups you can do i don't care what your favorite songs are or i don't care about you sending one after you drink a beer if you want to send one like Dude, that was cool when I was like a junior in high school. Stop it, weirdo. Put your phone down. Do something new. Like, Go for a walk. You can still go outside. It's not like you can. You have to stay inside the four walls of your apartment or your home indefinitely. You can get some fresh air. Just don't go anywhere else. The sidewalk, you're not going to catch it airborne on the sidewalk read a book like learning is cool we forget that like everyone goes to college and they get caught up in the party scene like I did too but like learning something new is interesting sometimes especially if you can use it in your life like this whole pause we had has given me an opportunity to like learn about the stock market and finance it's like I went to school for it you learn by absorbing that like learn something new do something you haven't done before like me doing this this is something i've never done before don't 
like we all live on our phones. Don't continue to do that. There's such an op- all this alone time is such an opportunity for self growth. Like everyone's like, oh, toxicity is bad, and oh, I want to grow as a person. Don't keep people around you that keep you from growing. Well, yeah, of course. That's when you're in a social setting, but that doesn't have to stop when you're all by yourself. Improve in other areas of your life. Take opportunity. Take this opportunity that's granted to you to do something different and to expand your life in other ways. Or just keep annoying me with your challenges. I, I don't really care. But as I was trying to say before I got a little derailed, the most important thing is the news with all of this. It, and it's hard to avoid. It's the only thing on TV. It's the only thing on Twitter. I mean, you see all the headlines. Even Instagram gets a little bit of it too. You see all of these pessimistic and gloomy headlines, and it's hard not to get caught up in it. Because, I mean, everyone's concerned about everyone else at the end of the day. They're concerned about people being stupid and making this last longer for each of us. Like, that kid at the beach a couple of weeks ago, or the, the he did the interview, and he's like, I'm just going to keep partying, and no one's going to stop me. It's like, what an asshole. Like, that makes everybody mad, and it's hard not to get caught up in things like that. But I'm going to say this, and it's not going to be very popular, but damn it, it's the truth. You cannot believe everything the news is telling you. You just can't. They present to you numbers. These numbers are the number of confirmed cases and, sadly, the number of deaths. Horrible thing, right? You cannot listen to what the talk show people spin on it. You cannot listen to their takes because they have an agenda. I don't know what it is for everyone. Most of the time, it's because they hate El Presidente. They hate the one who's in charge right now. And they find a way to blame it on him like they have for everything else the last four years. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that is the truth. Everyone in media, whether it's right or left, somewhere in between, not this kind of media, like the big news media outlets, they have an agenda and they want to influence their viewers in a way to side with them. That's always been the goal. You have to take factual things that they present and think for yourself. This is common sense to me, especially with the numbers related to China, but get to that. Um, you, the United States has the most number of confirmed cases and a climbing death toll right now. That means one thing to me, but it could mean a million other things to other people. But my way is common sense. Think about it. The United States has the best health care in the world. Is it really the worst here? Think about it. We're testing the most. We have the most tests going on. Of course, the number of confirmed cases are going to be highest. You can't use that as a metric to determine how severe a virus is in a certain place. The same thing with the deaths. People can die from the virus outright or complications caused by the virus. 
Do you think China's factually reporting how those people unfortunately passed away because of this? If someone had pneumonia complications, do you think they're going to report coronavirus or pneumonia? The way I see it right now, they're responsible for the mass outbreak of this, and they should have some ramifications for that, especially because I believe their government covered it up. This virus broke out in Wuhan in China. Wuhan is like 10 million people. I think it, when I looked, it said 11 on Wikipedia. Wikipedia sources, whatever. 11 million people. And you're telling me that 80,000 Chinese citizens contracted this virus after Wuhan didn't have a shutdown months ago? Last time I checked, China has like a fifth of the world's population, 1.4, 1.5 billion in between there. How is it worse here and in Spain and in Italy? And in England, and Germany, all these other countries. Yet, the country it started in, and spread in, and then spread everywhere else in, is seemingly doing fine. The curves here, like, they're done with it. I don't know. It seems too convenient to me. I mean, communism can do that. The communist government can just report anything they want. I mean, they've been doing it with their economic numbers for God knows how long. If you really think it's the worst here in the United States, you're dense. That's nice for dumb, stupid idiot. It just, it's so common sense to me. Like, I, I can't even explain it any differently. It's not the worst here. It's just not. We're actually getting people tested and I'm not saying it's sufficient I mean this was mishandled pretty badly in some areas all across the way but at least we're getting something done we're, we're testing we're our health care is second to none the system maybe not but the care we provide to people in our hospitals is miles ahead of anywhere else we have the best health care in the world and that is not debatable. That is a fact. But, like I said, I am not suggesting that this was handled perfectly all across the way. We were slow to start. We knew about this in January, and now it's April, and now it's a problem, a big problem. But you can blame our government, or you can blame... You know, the people around you, the ones who are spreading it. The people in the White House aren't spreading it to the people in California and Florida and Illinois and Washington and everywhere in between. They said a month or three, four weeks ago, don't go anywhere, stay at home. They stayed home. The people all across the country didn't. And what about your state governments? What about your local leaders? Don't they have a part to play in this too? There's a local government for a reason because the powers of the executive branch cannot extend over the entire country. One person leading 330 million 
That wouldn't make much sense, would it? I'm just saying. It's not it was not handled well anywhere. It's handled late. But at the end of the day, you gotta be accountable for you. And if you're not making the right decisions in this, you can't cast blame on other people. It's a shitty situation, we're all stuck in it. But just keep doing what you can control and hopefully it'll be over soon. The thing that really concerns me though about all this isn't even the health side of it because I mean chemical agents come and go. Viruses come and go. This isn't the first time in our human history that we've gone through this. It's the most unique just because of the way we are connected and the way the world is smaller than ever with the way we travel, the things we do, our public settings, our urbanized cultures all across the world. But it's not even the health thing. To me, it's the economics thing. The United States economy, as well as the Chinese economy, like, really dictate the way the world is and how well we're doing not as a country but as an entire global people and this virus is really putting a damper on those things and everyone's like oh who cares just be home be safe there are things going on that really affect us down the line and That's why our president and our federal government is so insistent on getting this over with because the economic problem six months a year from now is going to be a lot worse than this once it subsides. Just think about how everything is connected. Now, economics isn't something that I was really good at, but I understand how everything can be intricately connected. Um, A lot of people don't understand economics at all. They just see, you know, dollars and cents, and that's where they go off of. Think about it this way. You're driving in a car down the street. You have to go get gas. Let's say it's $2 a gallon. It's a little cheaper now because supply is way too high, and no one's going anywhere. You get jewel pods in there, too and a snack, and a soda. You're going to work. You work at a non-essential business. You work at a golf course, say. You have patrons there. They buy beer. They have jobs. Half of them are non-essential employees. They get gas. They get groceries. They go places. They go to restaurants and bars. They buy cars. They take vacations. They travel. They have kids. Their kids go to school. Teachers work at schools. Those teachers have kids. Those teachers do things. This is so interconnected. And our economy is a service-based economy. It is determined on us buying things to grow. As a country, as an economy, for the most part, mostly a service-based economy now. Those services aren't there. It's a big problem. Where is the money coming from? Bills don't stop. Like I find that funny too, with like all the stimulus stuff that package a couple of weeks ago, with um, like rent payments and utility payments. It's like 
Those aren't getting canceled. Those are getting suspended. So don't get your hopes up. You're going to pay for them eventually. It's called forgiveness. No late fees. Everything you owe, you still have to pay for. It doesn't just get canceled because of this. Remember that. You're doing your planning. You're budgeting for the next few months. But like, it applies anywhere. Pandemic or not. Money has to come from somewhere to pay debts, pay obligations. The government works the same way. Their revenue is our tax income. People aren't working to pay taxes. The government still has to pay the bills. How are you going to do that six months from now when your GDP is 50% of what it usually is? When your tax income is... 50% of what it usually is. That's what worries me. Because companies will have to scale back to meet their bottom lines. Well, that got a little gloomy, a little dark there. So let's try to end this on a little bit more of a positive note. I alluded to it a couple of times earlier in the show. But find something to do. Please, for all of us, find something to do. Get off your damn phone. Put the phone down. You don't need to Snapchat friends all the time. The Zoom thing works good because it doesn't affect me. Find something to do. Exercise. Do some push-ups without showing everyone you're doing push-ups because it doesn't matter if they see you doing push-ups because they really don't fucking care. But move. It makes you feel good. It's helped me through all this. I'm really glad I made my dad buy those stupid infomercial workouts 10 years ago because they're really coming through now. I can't go to the gym and I really need to steam, but the shower will have to do for now. Find something to do. It'll help take your mind off things. It'll help you in better, get in better shape and try to come out of this in better shape than before you went in and don't become an alcoholic I know it's really easy and it sounds really enticing you know just have a few just don't do it every day (laughs) just don't that concludes today's pilot episode sorry it was a little bit of a negative one but I mean with everything going on it's kind of hard to talk about anything else especially since there's not a ton else to talk about Netflix, Hulu, HBO, my watch list has been growing day by day, so I'll have a lot of things to talk about in the next few episodes when it comes to TV and film. I mean, sports, not so much. Of course not. I mean, Bob Menery, Instagram, at Bob Menery, does a really good job of you know, finding those voiceovers to do for those quirky tennis and ping pong videos and whatever else he finds. Barstool Sports is being really innovative with their sports content, like Big Cat's got his um, his toy uh, horses to do like horse betting on. Spiral ham. Oh, it's good stuff. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is um, if you have any segment ideas, shoot them my way. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. All at Jake Sawinski 8. J-A-K-E-S-A-W-I-N-S-K-I-8. Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I'm the only person I know that has all three handles for all those apps. My quest for that will continue. So, stay safe. Stay home.